2: Let's shout! a
3: Let's
1: hang out. Let's hang out out, out. This episode of Les Hangout is sponsored by Bold Strokes Books, where LGBTQ characters are always the stars of their stories. For listeners of the show through June 30th, Bold Strokes Books is offering 20% off any one ebook when you go to boldstrokesbooks.com and check out with the coupon code LesHang in all capital letters. That's 20% off an ebook at boldstrokesbooks.com, coupon code LesHang. L E Z H A N G. LesHang.
4: Ow, ow, ow. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out, the podcast that's perfectly splendid. Perfectly. Yes. Oh god, I'm sorry, I opened a can of worms already. <laughs> Do you
1: want me to talk in my little flora accent the whole time? I was,
4: yes. I was hoping you would. <laughs> Here we from are. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster.
1: <laughs> and from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida Poppins. <laughs> to those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week.
3: This week in the
1: last time. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And today is a very sad day. It's the final episode of season four. Our last one, our last hurrah for this season. It's been a really great season and um, we're going to miss all of you. But don't worry, we will be back for season five on September 6th. So set your calendars. We're coming back for you. Don't we won't be argue. gone so long and argue. we've got things to keep you busy in the
4: meantime starting with the flame on June 2nd that's right we have been talking about it for so long you know we're ready we hope you're ready
1: it's it's happening are you ready ellie i am i was going to say i am ready but then i was like you're not ready <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I, would, I keep saying I feel like I'm in Tech Week. Any of our musical theater people, like I'm like Tech Week, Tech Week, and it's a podcast. Like I don't need to like. There's no dress rehearsal. Like it's done. It's ready to go. I just feel so like Oh my god! It's it's the show. It's happening.
4: It's happening. It's gonna happen. So be ready for our. We have of our first listening party. We're gonna be doing weekly listening parties every week on Wednesdays. So you can join us on June second at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you can listen to the episode with us, and then we'll hang out a bit and chat about it. We're so excited for everyone to hear it. We're so excited to hear everybody's
1: reactions and hear what everyone thinks. It's going to be a blast. You're going to love it. We also have a very exciting announcement about The Flame. We have very recently joined the Broadway Podcast Network. Which is a huge, huge deal. Uh, The Broadway Podcast Network is a huge podcasting network all about Broadway. They've produced many musical podcasts before, including Bleeding Love. They they have Tony nominees everywhere, all over the place. They have all these big producers, and we're going to be a part of them. So pretty freaking cool. You could check us out anywhere. It doesn't change anything about where you can find the podcast but hopefully it'll reach far more people now. So we're very excited about that. We also have stuff coming up that's
2: not
4: related to the flame. It's hard to imagine, but we've just been so busy. So also uh, the same week we have... Porch Pride coming up on June 5th in collaboration with Remo Pride we have put together such an amazing event and we want to give a huge shout out to Kristen who is our production assistant who has been spearheading this whole event we have so much stuff going on we have yoga we have panels we have uh, a kids corner we have a film screening room we have meet and greets with some really incredible guests that you may or may not have heard of like maddie phillips and natasha negavanless and nicole stamp and like so many just really cool vico people ortiz. vico ortiz oh valerie Loman that you may may know from you know like the flame and all of her other cool projects like a bafta nomination just just some really fun people that you're gonna want to come hang out with and then we have an after party with a dj and a comedy show and it's gonna be bonkers fun and we had so much fun at porch pride last year and this year is gonna be even bigger gotta, and better so you gotta come we're gonna you see gotta you gotta come Come buy your tickets. We have needs based options, but you should register so that we know, you know, who's coming, who's coming to meet and greets, all in that. So we want to see you there. We want to see your porches. We want to see your your cosplays. It's going to be
1: a crazy good time. We are also doing Spirit Week again this year. We had such a blast last year. We cannot wait to do it again with you this year. We're going to be doing it the week after this week. So next Monday, which is June 7th, we will be starting our spirit week. We'll post it all over our socials. Do not worry. You will know what's happening. There's going to be a cosplay day. There's going to be a pajama day. There's going to be a dapper day. That was my favorite day last year because we saw how (laughs) absolutely sexy all of our listeners are. Love you all. So we cannot wait to see all of those. You're going to use the hashtag L-H-O, Spirit Week, and post all your pictures, and we're going to love seeing them. Amazing. We
4: also have more events coming up. We are going to be hosting Pride Trivia, working with Aeronaut Brewing. That's coming up on June 24th. So you know we love a good trivia night, and you're not going
1: to want to miss this one. And to clarify, that is still virtual, so anyone can come. You don't have to live in the Boston area, even though we are doing it with Aeronaut Brewing Company that is based in Somerville. In the greater Les universe, we wanted to talk about Alex Dobkin, who passed away at 80 years old. Um, Alex Dobkin formed the group Lavender Jane with the musician Kay Gardner, which was an all-woman team of musicians, engineers, even vinyl pressers in 1973. So I'm just like, this woman was amazing. I wish I was a part of that all-women sound engineer uh, team, but it was the first Album to ever be entirely produced by women, which is so cool. And so we just wanted to say, we just wanted to mention because Alex lived such an am- amazing life, we just wanted to mention them.
4: An in memoriam is what we're looking for. Yes. Yes. In less sad news, I guess, we also want to talk about a couple, you know, like crazy things going on lately, like Tessa Thompson. Oof. Any. Anybody else seeing that? The the gals palin around? I love it. Listen, we are always here for a few different things. One, like consensual poly relationships that are like living their best lives here True. for it. Uh women like canoodling around on like balconies here, here for here it. For <laughs> it. <laughs> We're here for all of that. Um so yeah, live your best life, Tessa Thompson. Yes. Get it.
1: We also could not go this week without talking about Elliot Page in board shorts, just looking beautiful, living his best life. And we are just so happy to see him so happy and really showing up as this beautiful himbo. Our himbo king. We love it. So into it. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Elian Lee. Thanks, Ellian
4: Lee. And welcome to episode 20, our final episode of season four and our next installment of
1: Les Central's. Les Central's is a recurring segment on the show where we dive into classic lesbian movies or TV shows.
4: And as a reminder, we are also writing and producing original songs for all of our Les Essentials episodes now. So you will want to stick around to the end of the episode to hear our song. It's
1: rude. It will wreck you. <laughs> so get ready for that because it's, for this Les we are talking about the beautiful, the beautifully haunting love story in the 2020 TV miniseries, The Haunting of Bly Manor so much haunting so much haunting it's It's hauntingly hauntingly beautiful beautiful. (laughs) it's hauntingly sad it's hauntingly splendid Bly Manor. uh, And we are joined by a special,
4: special guest today. Some of you know her, some of you may not yet, because if you've come to any of our trivia events, you have definitely met Kristen. If you haven't, she's been the behind the scenes making everything happen for us this season.
1: And she is our wonderful Let's Hang Out production assistant.
0: And so we are so, so pleased to welcome Krista Mearsson to the podcast. Hello. Yes, I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited to feel all of the feels about Bly Manor again for the 400th time because I feel them every day since I Are came out though? in October. <laughs> no, I'm never really I think the bigger question prepared. is, have
4: you stopped feeling them ever since you first saw it?
0: Probably not, no. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't think there's even one day where I haven't, like, at least thought about Bly Manor or done something related to Bly Manor. Uh, And that is why we asked Kristen to join us for this episode.
1: (laughs) We have a Bly Manor expert here. Um, I will say I was watching pretty much every single scene with Danny and Jamie today. And my friend Alexa, who just sneezed behind me. Um, (laughs) Hey, Lex. She called me. (laughs) to like check in because she was picking me up I'm going I'm at her apartment she, and she's like hey and I was like hey Alexa Like, are you okay <laughs> like what is wrong oh, with no. you like no I was just watching some Bly Manor compilation videos like <laughs> I'm not crying about anything in my real life but like it's so sad you're
4: like I'm just sad about fictional lesbians again <laughs>
0: When you watch the video of, like, just their moments all together, somehow it hits almost harder just because you see it all at once. And every time I I do that, I cry.
1: When I watched it first, like, I'm not really a big horror person. I I do not like being scared. And so, like, they'd have a really nice moment and I'd be like, oh, and then I'd be scared right (laughs) after. (laughs) And so I feel like it's actually really nice to only talk about their moments. I'm like, is this a horror Series, no, it's a love story, which it's not a ghost story, it's a love story. It's not a ghost story, it's a love story. Yes, yes. So let's talk our IMDB synopsis of Blind Manor. Let's dive in. I'm so excited. Okay.
4: I'm gonna preface this with saying I I already I have some problems with this. (laughs) We always will. Okay. We always will. I know. I just I have like some major ones. So I wanna like I wanna prepare people. Okay. Here's our IMDB synopsis of Blind Manor. After an au pair's tragic death, Henry hires a young American nanny to care for his orphaned niece and nephew, who reside at Bly Manor with the chef Owen, groundskeeper Jamie, and housekeeper Mrs. Gross.
1: So let me guess what your biggest problem with this is. <laughs>
4: do you is. want to guess? <laughs> Go
1: ahead. Go ahead,
4: Ellie. See if you can I'm see if you can gonna maybe guess. you know get close to it.
1: Is it that the most active participant is Henry? I what the, what <laughs> in the fuck like what the whole how? story is told through Henry's perspective right
4: he's Look, barely there given, given that we we just did an episode on how <laughs> every lesbian story somehow has to revolve around a man and I'm like I'm sorry what white man wrote this IMDb synopsis and how dare he.
1: <laughs> yes, and our synopses for this entire series will be a lot different. So, Kristen, I know this is not a Should Have been Gay, but we're doing a Les Sensuals on Bly Manor. We're barely going to talk about any of the ghosts, That's to be true. honest, any of the scary stuff. We're just going to talk about our favorites, Danny and Jamie. So, what's your synopsis for Bly Manor if it's only about Danny and Jamie? Okay.
0: Um, so, a young American. Goes to London to escape Compet, which is literally following her around everywhere she goes. Yep. And she meets a sexy gardener, and she realizes she can't stop herself from being a lesbian anymore because Jamie's just too sexy to resist. And so they kiss amongst some flowers, and then they decide to spend their they just U-Haul immediately after that, kind of. And then they spend the entire rest of their lives together. It's beautiful. It's an amazing
1: U-Haul love story. <laughs> it's a great U-Haul love story. That was a really great synopsis. Thank that's you pretty much that all question. that happened. I mean, that's what I saw. <laughs> I know. I was going to do our plot recap, but
0: it's <laughs> done. That's it. <laughs> we, we knocked it out of the park.
4: We just we hit Two all the big points. Two traumatized
0: courts. lesbians find each other in a manor home and uh, decide to... <laughs> Live life one day at a time together forever.
1: Two trauma bonded lesbians yeah. <laughs> build an entire life. They're trauma based on taking care of each other and their trauma. Incredible. <laughs> what's
4: what's your what's your new synopsis, Ellie? If you had to write one.
1: Oh my god! I the thing is, I said this to Kristen and I don't even know. I didn't even write one down for myself. But after watching all the clips, you I done. would Played say yourself. a walk to remember for lesbians.
0: Ooh, oh. I like that. Okay. Okay.
1: Either a walk to remember or the notebook for lesbians.
4: Okay. Okay. Um I was going to go with a different movie. So I was going to say like Imagine Me and You plus Ghosts mm. plus eh, Barrier Gaze. Yeah. Minus Heck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> minus Heck. Minus Heck. Except yeah. I guess we do sort of have a, we sort of have a Heck. But. Yeah, but yeah, I don't but, like him. But
0: I like Heck. Heck is nice. True. Heck is like a nice guy and Ed Whitman yeah. isn't really I don't
1: know. I don't like him. (laughs) No, Edmund is a quote, like in quotes, nice guy. Edmund is a guy who thinks he's entitled to a woman because he is a man nice. (laughs) Quote unquote nice. And therefore, he's also.
4: I'm just realizing now that I forgot to fill Kristen in, um, since we we obviously just hosted, some of you uh, came to our trivia event on um, Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. The night that I hosted, and and Kristen and Ellie were not there, but I forgot to fill both of you in on the person who answered the question about Edmund's name by also putting in parentheses Dedmund <laughs> and... I, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. I call thing. him Deadman, Deadman. All the time. Who needs Goodbye, Deadman? The Bishop calls
0: him Deadman. That's like all anybody calls yes, him. Yes, it. and I love it.
4: I love that people, I love that someone actually answered Deadman. the question. They were like, here's his name, also, Deadman. also Deadman. And I was like, Deadman. yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I wanted to award extra points. I wasn't able to, but in my but heart, being I did.
0: homophobic killed him. So, I mean, I guess like score one for the gays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Literally. Yeah, Dead Man. Uh, amazing. <laughs> okay, so are we ready? I'll try to do a very…
4: Okay, do it. I'll try Walk to do us a through a, a love story.
1: story. Yes. Quick and dirty love story plot synopsis. So, our first scene, we start out with Jamie. She wakes… It's very actually very important, the first season because the first scene is the same as the last scene. So, the first scene, Jamie wakes up. She's looking for Danny. She's looking in the water of her bathtub. She's looking in the sink. We have no clue why she's doing this, but if you've seen the show before, now we know why. Then we start with the wedding. Owen's making this whole speech. To truly love another person is to accept that the work of loving them is worth the pain of losing them. <laughs> no,
4: stop it. I'm done already. I'm tapping out. <laughs>
0: oh, Owen, like, was way off base, like, way out of line with that quote. That quote came to fight, like, an attack.
1: I've written down a lot of quotes. It hurts. this it, there's It's a lot. It hurts. It hurts. So then we start with... Older Jamie, a lot of quotes came to a fight. Yes, (laughs) older Jamie's telling the story. It's a ghost story. It's not her story, even though it is your story. It's full of ghosts. Then we get the entire backstory with Danny and her fiance, but I sort of skipped through that to be honest. When I was, we'll talk about it. We can talk talk about about it. it, But then we we have we have all these flashbacks, right? So we're going back. So we have the flashback to when they first meet. Jamie walks in in overalls. (laughs)
4: <laughs> That's it. Done. That's scene. <laughs> the scene. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to say Jamie walks in in overalls. Danny tracks her like a freaking like homing beacon of gay. Yep. That's how I would describe that scene.
1: She tracks her like a homing beacon of gay. You are correct. And we also know that the others... In I wrote so many quotes because they're so good. The others in the room just assumed they'd already met, which, if the au pair was honest, was the way she felt when she met the woman. So, literally, they meet, and she feels like she's known her forever. Then, we have... Why, one
4: might almost describe that as a twin flame, Ellie. Oh, my
1: God. We know about twin <laughs> flames from Melina. I'm done. <laughs> then, we have the scene um, in the garden where Jamie is talking to Hannah, and she says, on a scale of zero to American, how would you rate her American? And also, a bit too pretty. So, this is, I feel like, the first moment Ooh, that we're like... "The a bit
4: too pretty.
1: The au pair... Totally is into her, and now we're like, okay, well, she's clearly into her as well. Then we also have their this is one of their biggest moments. Danny's really upset, she sees Flora in the glasses, she runs away crying. And Jamie comforts her. They
4: just, they have this ease with each other. They have the immediate sparks with each other. They, it's so funny too, because it's like you look at some of these early scenes that apparently straight people like were surprised when they get together, and you're just like, how? Wait, were they? How? I don't know. Yes. I think they were. I I think that by the time they kiss, like there were people who were like, oh my God, they're kissing. And you're like, how? how do you miss all of the the setup like it's very obvious but I think I think it's obvious in a way that reads very naturally to queer people you know
1: yes but yes
4: the the oh I you're the only person who can calm me down when I'm so worked up about my dead ex-fiance it's like straight out of a fan fiction honestly who am I kidding
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is it is so we have that beautiful moment. You know, she makes her laugh when she's crying, and she also is vulnerable with her. She's like, I cry too. Everything's okay. At this moment, I wrote in my notes what are their signs and I never figured it out. <laughs> but I'm so curious. So
4: Well, we can dedicate some discussion time to it. Okay. Yeah,
1: we'll have some discussion later about their signs. Um, this is the first time she ever calls her poppins, thank God. Ugh, stop it.
4: Like <laughs> um, the flirty names for each other, like come on keep it in your pants ladies <laughs> exactly
1: like get it together um, there's a whole scene now where it's sort of reversed where Jamie starts freaking out and Danny is comforting her and so you do have this reciprocal kind of relationship like Kristen was talking about at the beginning they both have drama and they're both good at taking care of each other in their drama then there's the whole sleepover you know what I'm talking about
4: wait which the, the one in the in the uh, by the bonfire episode or which one
1: no, it's before the bonfire. So they have a sleepover because Flora's like, let's have a sleepover. Oh,
4: yes, 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 yes.
1: Everyone stay over. And that's where we have the also the most beautiful conversation, right? The wrong kind of love can fuck you up. And then Jamie says, I know why so many people mix up love and possession. And Danny says, people do, don't they? Mix up love and possession. I don't think that should be possible. They're opposites really love and ownership. That quote gets me.
4: (gasps) Hearing quotes like that now, like knowing everything about what's coming in their story and like this whole, uh, like this whole thing about how like you can't own each other and you can't hold on to each other even when you so desperately want to. And it's just like, oh, it is gutting. It's just gutting.
1: It is completely heart-wrenching. So we have that beautiful moment. And then um, we... Find out that Owen's mom died. We have that whole thing where they are leaving each other, and Danny says, I'm so glad you stayed. And Jamie says, I am too. There's so many tropes in this. We'll talk about it later. But we have a <laughs> we have a hand touch.
4: Yeah. We have an uh-huh. eye linger. Love
1: it. And we have a uh Who the Hell Knew? And so we have this like gay ass woman who's like, oh, I didn't know this straight girl who I was into is actually into me, too. Cool. So we have all that. Love it. Then we have the funeral. Jamie shows up. She's really looking hot. She's all cleaned up. Danny is surprised. She's having a rough time. She doesn't want to go to the funeral. She asks her to unzip her. She's like, oh, interesting, Poppins. And, you know, that's the whole thing.
4: Um, <laughs> is that how the scene goes? Like, yeah. She's like, a- you love can you when do it I- with the accent?
1: She, she's yeah, she says, me. <laughs> thank you kristen. you're
0: welcome <laughs> she goes she walks she's like
1: blimey and what else does she say there kristen when she says if oh I find my out, favorite do you thing know in that the quote? world
0: my favorite thing she says she says if i find out you've not been relaxing there'll be serious consequences and then she like lingers as she closes the door and she gives danny like this look of like Whew, it's just it's a lot. And and Danny's just standing there like having a little gay meltdown. It's it's a lot.
1: The looks are a lot. There's the looks make you know there's nothing gays love more than looks and handholds and pinky touches and we got it all. <laughs> we got everything I we
0: wanted.
4: I also I would like to say that a little gay meltdown pretty much describes Danny at
0: any moment in this entire show. She's a Danny's little gay world. She's gay panic personified. She is <laughs> the way she walks is gay panic culture. Like that, that's, she, that's just who she is.
4: Just clenched fists, shoulders forward, head forward, just power walking her way around <laughs> in a little gay meltdown. At start to finish, the, it's, the entire it's beautiful. Time. Yeah. We feel so seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much panic. Speaking about panic. So then we have the fire pit. Also great. Then they leave the fire pit. And we have this whole... The, I just have to read the quotes. I'm sorry. They're so good. Do it. There do go. it. Hit us. The au pair was tired. She had been tired for so long. Without even knowing it, she took her own vice, advice she'd given to Miles. She'd chosen someone to keep close to her that she could feel tired around. She'd chosen someone who might help her burn away the shadows. Uh, stop it. Stop and I love it. this is remind me to bring this up again later this is the difference between like choosing to be with someone right there's like a choice element and that like ownership and possession of like you are mine and now i'm holding <laughs> on to you so tight you can't choose to leave right it's like there's this big,
4: <laughs> looking at you peter
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> big choice big choice i think
0: danny also felt quite uh owned in the the edmund situation and that's why she doesn't want to do it again you know she wouldn't do that to someone else danny would never danny couldn't danny would never
1: oh my god don't <laughs> <laughs> speaking of quotes
4: leave. as Kristen just melts <laughs> off the couch right now
0: is what's <laughs> happening it's, gonna die. it's fine everybody can come back for me later <laughs>
1: <laughs> leave <laughs> And then our next scene, so they're tired together. They're in the greenhouse. Um, and we have, like, the classic first date that gays all go on where they share their Can trauma. Can I also
0: <laughs> mention that they also have these, like, flannel blankets that they bring with them into the Yes. Greenhouse. Because that was, like, peak lesbianism,
4: too. Okay. It's like... <laughs> I I also want to take the opportunity to just because I know we'll talk about it more, but while we talk about how like oh my god why do we still somehow have to center the man <laughs> in in our lesbian love stories, the have you seen the behind the scenes images of when they shoot this scene and like yes. you I mean he literally just He's has to be like right, chilling right on their shoulder, <laughs> yeah his little head is like right over Amelia Eve's shoulder just being like hey girls
0: <laughs> like they're kissing. And his shoulder, his head is just on Amelia's shoulder, like just right there, that close to them while they're kissing. It's the wildest behind the scenes. <laughs> it's
1: I hate so it. Bad. <laughs> I hate and it, and
0: it's so <laughs> unnecessary.
1: Why? It's so unnecessary. Well, yeah, that's the most frustrating thing, right? Is like we have this like really nice kissing scene, and then it's completely ruined by this man.
0: We can't even have it. They won't even let us have this one moment.
1: It's so Not
0: yet. We'll get more. We will get get more. more. Thank
1: God. It is
0: like the last Edmund scene, right? Like, Edmund kind of goes away.
1: He literally does go away once she's like, I'm gay. She's like,
0: bye. She does like a little ritual too. Like a little get rid of Edmund ritual, which is really cute and really gay. (sighs)
1: So then, you know, we have this. She leaves. Jamie leaves because she's like, Danny, clearly you don't want this because you're haunted by compet. You know, whatever. Um, But we have a really cute scene where Danny brings her coffee to apologize. Um, So awkward. So cute. She brought her coffee. It's horrific coffee. Um, (laughs) Also, this is how you know she's like a baby gay and she's
4: kind of new to all this. Like, it's iced coffee. Yeah, why would she bring regular coffee? (laughs) Coffee?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait. What are you doing? (laughs) Is that a gay thing? Do gay people only drink iced coffee? I only drink iced coffee. (laughs) I also only drink iced coffee, but I didn't know it was gay.
4: Um, I don't even drink coffee and I can tell you that it is, it is gay culture it's to gay drink culture, only iced, iced
1: coffee. coffee. Even in the winter. It's yeah. also a Boston thing. We drink, like, we'll have an iced coffee, like, in the snow.
4: Yes. And everyone in Boston is gay. Therefore, science, it's a gay <laughs> thing. Okay,
1: great. And the transit of property. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it is is gay. Amazing. Um, so we have this beautiful flirting scene where, you know, Poppins, you flirt. That whole thing. That was not, that was British, that wasn't Scottish. Fuck
0: so precious you together. got up at six in the morning just for this no what not for this totally not for this don't call me out i'm trying so hard <laughs> Danny. it's
1: so cute and sweet and then she basically she asks her out on a date and she asks her out on a date she literally asks her to sleep with her <laughs> she, she, she says there's like this pub it's in you know it's in Bly. it's actually right underneath your apartment
0: no big deal or anything
4: not that I not that I looked it up maybe uh did some research Not for any NBD. reason.
0: It's so great. I didn't suggest that pub specifically for any real reason, I swear. Yes. Hey,
4: look, props to her, man. Props to Danny for that move cuz like
0: I was impressed because this girl is like straight out of the comp closet and she just ran straight ahead into it. She just like, she ran gaily forward. She was <laughs> like, I don't have time for this anymore. Like, I'm just going to throw my whole self in and just dive into the lesbian pool. I'm like here I don't for have time it. for waiting. here for it. I was so into her energy.
1: <laughs> she really does. She kills it. She kills it. And it pays off because, you know, Jamie comes back to the house later that night after they're dealing with all the craziness with Flora. We don't, like, we're literally, we don't care what's happening in this haunted house. It doesn't matter. People are like, Flora who? What yeah, are you who's talking Flora? About? We don't <laughs> It's <care. fine>. Um <laughs> So Jamie shows back up in her leather jacket, first of all, and says, mm. maybe Poppins might fancy a little boredom, which is just so, oh, they're so fucking cute. And then she takes her for her, for the moonflower little date. Kristen, Ugh, do, do you want to tell us about the moonflower date? I know stop this is it. one of your favorite things. You have a tattoo as well. <laughs> tell us about your tattoo.
0: I do. I, I did get the moonflowers tattooed onto me because it's just that amazing. And I'm just that gay for this that I had to have it with me forever. Yeah. So she brings, so Jamie, who has been just really closed off and kind of like, distant and doesn't really like to put herself out there and is like more cold, cold, but like actually has a really big heart and just like doesn't want people to really see that because she's been hurt so much. She decides that she's finally going to just like throw it all out there and she's going to give everything that she has of her story to Danny to just take it or leave it because she doesn't, she figures, you know what, if I'm going to get hurt either way, if I at least tell her up front then whatever happens from there that's that's on her and she does <laughs> so,
1: the longest so monologue i've ever heard t- in my life
0: She does. She does the longest monologue ever. I don't know how she even managed to do all of this, but I know people who have like memorized the whole monologue and done it. So like, I know it is doable, but it's, it's a lot. And she gives her entire life story. Like she takes her into the woods and Danny thinks she's like going to kill her because I mean, she's just dragging her into the darkness. And then in that darkness, she shows her these beautiful white flowers that like only bloom for what, like two months a year. And all the buds only bloom one time and then they die. And she's like, it's a heck of a lot of work just for this. But then she goes into her story about, like, why it's worth it. Danny just sits there and, like, absorbs it all. And Jamie looks so, like, nervous and is kind of like, you know, like, has the little anxiety shakes, like, the entire time. And you can tell it's really hard for her to talk about. Like especially the stuff of, like prison and her her parents and her her time in the foster families, but she does it anyway, and I just think that that's so brave. And after that, like Danny decides that sh- even with all that, she's she's going to accept Jamie for all that it all that that means. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I think what's important about the moonflower scene is that it kind of sets up everything that goes on after that, because they talk about mortality and how mortality is natural and how it's part of life and you have to accept it. And things are still worth doing, even if they're temporary and things that are beautiful are still beautiful and meaningful, even if they don't last forever and they're still worth going for, even though you can't have them forever. And that's like literally what happens with with them so i'm tapping just, out again so i'm out sad. i'm out <laughs> i'm
1: yes. sorry i mean sorry. i love she says too sometimes someone like this moonflower might be worth the effort
4: mm-hmm. just jamie with her little heart in her hand saying please love me and you're like
0: okay. "Please love me. <laughs> she's never been loved before and like her whole life like her whole life is just filled with with sadness and And people not accepting her and people bullying her and being mean to her. Well, listen, I imagine
4: that, like, the, you know, Dyke March and Bly is probably, like, a pretty small affair, so... Not a lot of options. No, uh,
0: she was probably she was probably so surprised. Like that little who knew like was probably even more like in her head. She probably went home that day and was like, "Holy shit, a lesbian <laughs> is fly." <why>? Like, <laughs> "It's not just me. There's more of us out there. There are dozens of us." I thought I was the only one. Do- dozens. <laughs> And it's kind of great because her seeing, I think that like that is probably the first time anyone's ever recognized Danny for for who she is. Like Danny's never really gotten clocked. Or, oh, like, hey man, know, that seamstress clocked her. What are you talking about? A lesbian. Okay, well the seamstress <laughs> did clock her. You're right. You're right. But like since she's been like out and like living her new lifestyle, that's like she hasn't you know, been seen before. So I think that that was a big moment for her to be like, oh, oh crap. Other people are noticing. That means I should really start to deal with this.
1: Yep. And also like other people are noticing and like this person that I find ridiculously attractive is noticing is Is sort of a big deal. (laughs) There's so many great quotes in this whole thing. The best one, too, is that's where all its beauty lies in the mortality of the thing, like you were talking about, Kristen.
0: I like when they talk about how, like, how Danny can't control who lives and who dies because Danny's, like, so haunted by her guilt. Like, she feels responsible for Edmund's death, and that's, like, a large part of why the compet man is able to keep following her around because she feels responsible for it because she... Did one thing for herself and stopped being selfish for a whole one second of her 20, whatever, 27 something years alive. And then, like, he died immediately. So it probably felt like she was being punished by the universe for, like, daring to, like, accept her sexuality, which is truly horrible. Well,
4: and especially in the time, too. Like, the time, the era that this is set in, too. Like, the... uh, like, the amount the of just shame and... that was being hammered into you, anyways, like
0: ugh. I know it was really horrible. So I just really liked that because what Jamie said there really kind of absolved Danny of any responsibility in that situation and of any any of and, and gave her room to say, like, you don't need to feel guilty for this. Like, death just it happens, and you're not
1: responsible. And then she doesn't feel guilty for what happens next. She sleeps no. better than she's ever <laughs> slept before because she had good sex. <laughs> For the first time in her life. It literally is like the au pair could not remember the last time she slept this well. And she thought perhaps she never had. And I literally just have in my notes, lesbian sex will do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> she does though. she wakes up looking so satisfied like just so purely peaceful and happy content like 100% into herself like vibing really feeling it. It's, like, it's great. great.
1: So we have she, she
0: gets to feel like that for a whole like what? One day before, it, before it, all it all goes <laughs> down, yeah.
1: I will say I have to always comment on this on any film we see. There's not enough sex in Bly Manor.
0: There's there's no. not. Why didn't they show it? I don't understand. They didn't show any of it. Like we were missing that. That whole scene is just, just, they just, just it there. just fades out. It's the, fades the same shit we
1: constantly gone. get, which is, to be fair, I like it in my manner because I think the point of their relationship is that it is so, like, innocent and sex, pure. Man. However, it still could be innocent and pure and you could have, like, a beautiful, like, sex scene between the two of them.
0: Yeah, I just thought it was strange that, like, because Hill House is by the same people and Theo has sex like there's sex scenes in that and like obviously those are not the type of sex scenes that you'd be getting i mean that that style that they went there isn't the same thing they'd be doing for danny and jamie but i was surprised that there wasn't just at least like a little
1: a little more something do we see any sex scenes in the entire show
0: rebecca and peter i thought maybe do they have an actual sex scene
4: though or do we just get like implied
0: they were like Weren't they like starting to maybe have sex, but then they got walked in on by Hannah that one time maybe. in that wing that they're not supposed to be in?
1: But yeah, so I feel like the fact that we don't really see other sex. I don't makes think there's me, a lot of
0: sex, even heterosexuals. Makes I don't think me be there's like, a lot of sex in okay, general. Okay,
1: however, like you could have given it to us.
0: And I do like that they're not hyper sexualized characters because a lot of times lesbians are like over sexualized. So. In one respect it's good, but like on the other hand, me as a whore, is like, <laughs> Excuse me.
1: <laughs> also me is just like I want to see these see the scene. Come on.
0: I just really want to see it. I feel like I was I was me robbed. We were, were totally but robbed. But it's fine. I've, I it's fine because so many people have I feel like it. you're I just trying just to delay this now Ellie. <laughs>
1: Come on. Yeah, so nothing else happens. That's the end. Okay, so we have um you know they have they say they have their sex scene and then there's the whole day that everything goes down, and so at night Jamie's like I'm gonna leave and you know or which is the worst dumbest thing she's ever done she's in she's her like, life. I'm gonna leave and Danny's like well you could come back tonight if you want, and she's like I don't know but there'll be nights there'll be plenty of nights for us. They, there will which, be other as, nights. To be fair, Ugh. still true. There yes, will be,
0: but still sort of yeah. There aren't more nights where Danny's not possessed. (laughs) She's possessed every single night after that. Yeah,
1: yeah. But their kiss is really nice in that hallway. There's some, it's beautiful. The best one. Um, And she says, you promise? And she says, I promise. And they have this little cute little promise. Then Danny becomes possessed. So. (laughs) Also,
4: there's ghosts in this show. Did
0: y'all know that?
1: So that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, did you know that there were going to be ghosts? Yeah, that's so, what we Dani- found out
0: there's ghosts. We had no hint of ghosts until then, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> we've glossed, well, we talked about Deadmond, but, like, we've
4: kind of glossed over a lot. It's fine.
0: But, like, I don't think he's a ghost. He's just, like, a, a thing that she sees in her head. Like, he's not really there. Not like the other ghosts, no. Like, he's not a ghost ghost. He's just, like, a mental
1: there. Yeah, a mental ghost. But yeah, so she gets possessed. She takes the Lady of the Lake into herself, um, and then it's yeah, it's 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 uphill and downhill from there. I would say
4: it's a yeah. it's a roller coaster of a final episode. So, yeah,
1: it's a whirlwind. And I will say, <laughs> well, when we do the discussion, a lot of articles have talked about how Jamie and Danny didn't get like. It's actually like okay, yeah, great queer love story, but also like they should have had more time together before she became possessed rather than having it all be in one episode where we get. And the
0: thing is, they probably did have a lot more time together. We just didn't get to see it. It would have been nice if they'd shown us. Like there are times that they've said, where they say things like, I told you about my engage, how I was engaged, right? Or my fiance. So they've spoken at other times. Like they have other moments together. They work together every freaking day. Like
1: there's just, they just chose not to show yes. us <laughs> like But it's okay. So okay, so we have this and Danny becomes possessed and she has this whole speech where she said it's quiet, but it isn't peaceful. It's rage, blah blah blah. She's walking through a dense jungle, but then we have this um this beautiful moment where Jamie says Do you want company while you wait for your beast in the jungle? And so and- and they, then we have the pinky touch. Pinkies. I told you we were going to have a pinky touch.
4: We stay in a gay pinky touch always and forever.
1: Yes. So. Um, cute. So and precious. then you know they decide they're going to leave together. Take everything one day at a time. One day at a time is fine by me, as long as those days are spent with you, basically, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's as long as those days are with you, Poppins. Uh, one day at a t- time is fine by me. Stop it. I and can't. days turn
1: into months and a year. And then we get this Imagine Me and You scene, which is actually like a, a very intentionally Imagine Me and You. In the flower shop where she says, I'm in love with you, Poppins, and I we have to be together forever. <laughs> and then they kiss in the back. We don't even see that either. God damn it. I, actually, I'm we getting don't more angry if they see this.
0: <laughs> they kiss and it's really pretty. But then they just like, run off screen. Yeah, like why don't we
1: actually read? I don't re- know. Can we also recreate Imagine Me and You with the scene in the back where they're making out where they're on the roses, but
0: maybe like minus the part where they get stabbed in the back by the roses?
1: What do
4: you think Jamie would sound like saying you're a wanker number nine?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Quick question. Honestly hilarious.
1: Do you want me to do it? No.
0: (laughs) It would sound amazing.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Also she gives her a moonflower.
0: She does, which means she's been, like, cultivating that moonflower for months, like, in, in secret, like, waiting for it. Like, she's been planning the perfect moment to say I love you for the first time.
1: It's so beautiful.
0: And she's been, like, hiding this moonflower from Danny, which, like, they live together. So, like, where is she hiding it? Like, they work in the same shop. Where is she growing this moonflower? <laughs> <laughs> she's got secrets. Listen.
1: <laughs> That's dedication. She's got some secrets. That is Dedication it's peak lesbianism at its finest like <laughs> it really is and then time moves by pretty quickly so now we're at five years they're domestic they're in domestic bliss and there was peace is what they say until danny sees the lady of the lake until they're but lost. right past the lady of the lake i don't care about the lady of the lake let's just talk about um <laughs> the top hat and overalls
0: and the suspenders that Jamie has on in that scene because
1: Jamie's gay outfit completely yeah. takes her out, so that's great.
0: And that outfit like brings Danny back. Like she sees Jamie in that outfit, and she then sees her own reflection again. So I mean, like you can be so gay that you just knock <laughs> the
1: ghost out. That of is the thing, right? Like <laughs> a gay exorcism, <laughs> right there. She should have had less. Like the <laughs> beautiful thing about it is that she should have had less time, but she had more time because of how gay she is. Like literally. <laughs> Then we have their marriage.
0: I really do think so. Yeah. Her her love for Jamie, like, keeps exactly. her going.
1: Then we have the marriage proposal. So she gives her a clattering Ugh, in the roots of a plant. Does, does anyone want to read? The, do you want me to read the speech or does someone want to read the speech?
4: Yeah. Why don't you just read all I the mean, quotes to us and slowly I destroy can us? I say the
0: speech. Uh, I don't even actually need it. I do don't you have think. it memorized? Go, Kristen. Maybe, maybe. So she <laughs> walks in with this plant. And Jamie's stirring the the pot of sauce and she's not very good at it. And apparently she's burned the sauce plenty of times in the past. They're there many years in this kitchen. And she says, what's that then? And then Danny has the plant and she says, found it on the street, wanted to save it. And then Jamie gets like the cutest little smile of like, I can't believe this this woman is like, the pr- it loves me and is in my life. And she's like, All right, give it here then. And she, like, steps away from the sauce.
1: And (laughs) I'm just enjoying watching the perfect reenactment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, want me to keep stirring. And she's like, and Jamie says, like, yeah, see if you can salvage it. And so... (laughs) Danny's over there stirring and she like keeps sneaking peeks at Jamie while she's like getting her hands into the plant because she's like probably really nervous and also just like full of that Danny energy where she like just needs to keep going and moving at all seconds of the day and so Jamie's digging through the, the the plants like the pot and the soil and she finds the clatter ring and she picks it up and she's like real confused on her face her face is just like doesn't get it and she turns around and she's like Danny. Danny, why is that and then Danny doesn't let her even like go with that she just turns around immediately and was like here's the thing you're my best friend and the love of my life and I don't know how much time we have left but however much it is I want to spend it with you and I know we can't technically get married but I also really don't care we can wear the rings and we'll know and that's enough for me if it's enough for you. Uh- and Jamie oh. starts sobbing and is like, I reckon I that's, reckon enough, that's for enough for me, yeah. yeah. And they kiss and they say, I love you. I love you, too. And they're like crying.
1: The also, you, you literally did not have that written down. You just did that off the top of I your know, head. I
0: know. I didn't have it written down. I, To be fair, I did just watch it like maybe an hour ago. But like, yes, I do have it memorized.
1: <laughs> Incredible. <laughs>
0: And then it Incredu- ends there and they get married and everything is <laughs> happy forever and ever.
1: It's exact. And then it ends. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. Fly Manor's over. The that's end. it. That's it.
1: Okay, roll so we have credits. the prop- We have the proposal. It's beautiful. I also love this this well, yeah, we roll the credits.
0: <laughs> so, when Danny proposes, then they go over they go to Paris to see Owen so that they can celebrate their engagement wedding thing and so they announce it to him and he's like this is the best news i'm so happy for you both and they like toast to hannah which is like really sad and they talk about how the kids don't remember danny even though she sacrificed everything for them and that's fine i guess and I'm not mad and then <laughs> they you know and Danny's still seeing the lady and she's all bummed out and stuff and that's like that's like when they get back from that that's when she like finally tells Jamie that, like, she's been seeing the lady again. And that all happens prior to to getting the civil union.
1: Then we get the civil union, and Jamie comes in with the civil union. She's been waiting in line all day, and there's water everywhere. And she goes, and Danny's just staring at herself in the bathtub. <laughs> or staring at the lady in the lake. And she says to her, uh, I only see you. I don't see the lady in the lake. I only see you. And I'm like... It's like <laughs>
0: It's so sad because Danny, Danny like, can't so see t- herself. She can't see herself at all.
1: I know. And she's just like, I'm so tired. I see you in front of me. I see you touching me. And I'm aware of that, but I don't feel it. And Jamie says, if you can't feel anything, I'll feel everything for the both of us.
0: <laughs> the way that and Danny's voice breaks and cracks and just falls apart when she says jamie's name after she says that she's so tired and she like just doesn't know how long she can keep it up like the way that she says her name is just so heart-wrenching like it 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 gets me every single time because she's just she's just so broken by then.
1: well also too it's like there's i feel like there's just so many layers to this of like like Loving someone who has a mental illness, Mm -hmm. like, loving someone who has Alzheimer's, too, where, like, they're, like, losing parts of themselves. That's why I said, like, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of The Notebook, Mm. where it's, like, that just, like, constant patience with your partner who, like, forgetting themselves and forgetting you, but you remember them. And you're, like, I will love you enough for the both of us. And she even
0: goes (laughs) on later and says, like, like she won't have her memories, but she will live on in my memories. Like, I will literally always remember this and then it also like kind of ties into how owen's mom like when she dies she dies from from dementia and i just thought it was interesting how at that time you know from the outside jamie was like you know put me out of my misery if i'm ever in a situation like that i wouldn't want to have to live like that losing little bits of yourself here like every single day and then that's literally what happens and Instead of being like put Danny out of her misery, she's like, Absolutely not. You're going nowhere. <laughs> like
2: Paul mm-hmm. changes
0: everything her tune real stay fast. With what forever. are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. She yep. changes
1: she changes her tune real fast. <laughs> and then we do have to get to our worst part. No. <laughs> Danny wakes up, she's she has her hands around Jamie's neck and she's like, I gotta go. I'm gonna hurt the person that I love go. the most. And so she said the au pair knew the moment had come and she could not risk the most important thing, her most important person, not for one more day. Stop it. I know. They were out of days. They were out of days. How dare you? So, ja- so Jamie showed, I know, it's horrible. Also, what does she, Kristen, you d- you did this as a um as a trivia question. What does she write on the paper? Shh.
0: How dare she you? She writes, I love you. Shh. I'm sorry, Ellie asked me, so I feel like I have to say it. She said, I love you with every piece of me left. Because literally the pieces of her that are left are the pieces that were strong enough to like combat the lady from literally killing Jamie and enough to get her to Bly.
4: Okay, remember that time you said you were going to do a quick plot recap, and now we've spent like 45 minutes just trudging through all of the feelings about this? Like, that's fun. I'm so sorry.
1: I'm so sorry. It's
4: hard. I'm trying my best. I'm so close.
1: Ellie's like, just a real quick
4: recap. So what does the note say? Kristen, can you reenact the whole scene for us, please? Please
1: if you wanted to listen to this we're doing an entire reenactment okay well so i jamie- gotta go so this was <laughs> <laughs> all right so jamie shows up to bly manor she gets into the lake she swims down she sees danny she's trying to scream it's you it's me it's us praying it could be her instead but it's not she can't she can't do anything the lady in the lake was danny stop it. and danny would never stop it that-
0: Because Danny knows the difference between love and possession, and she would never mix
1: them up. Exactly. (laughs) It's so painful. And then we come off all the way full circle. We're back at the wedding. We realize that this has been the gardener all along. Owen's there. Flora's the one who's getting married. Henry's there. And we come back all the way from the first scene to the last scene all back again with her waiting for her love to come back to her.
0: But her love does. She's been there the entire time. She's right there, but they can't see her. She won't let Jamie see her, which is like very intentional, I think, on on Danny's part. I I do believe that if she thinks that if, if Jamie saw her, like that, that would be it. Jamie wouldn't do anything else. Like she wouldn't continue to live her life.
1: Yeah, she's been there the whole time. But Jamie thinks that
0: Danny forgot everything and forgot her and forgets their memories together and their life together. And I just think that's really sad that Jamie thinks that because, like, she's wrong, obviously, because Danny's standing right there. She
1: never forgot. Danny would never. Danny would never forget. Danny would never. All right, we're done with our plot recap. Okay, (laughs) we're gonna
4: look. a minute we'll listen to some ads we'll come back and we'll like talk about it all some more that'll be fun
1: here at let's hang out it is pride month 24 7 don't you wish the warm feeling of pride month never ended bold strokes books is also on the same page they have the queer books you're looking for to keep you feeling proud 12 months a year bold strokes books has the genres you love romance mystery sci-fi fantasy and in the formats you want ebooks paperbacks and audiobooks Bold Strokes Books publishes quality, diverse, award-winning LGBTQ fiction where LGBTQ characters are always the stars of their stories. I just want to say I'm just so excited about Bold Strokes Books. I love content that is for us and by us, so thank you, Bold Strokes Books, for doing this. Visit the Bold Strokes Books web store to browse hundreds of titles and sign up for free newsletters to get all the scoop on daily bargains and events. And for listeners of the show, through June 30th, Bold Strokes Books is offering 20% off any one ebook when you go to boldstrokesbooks.com and check out with coupon code LesHang in all capital letters. That's 20% off an ebook at boldstrokesbooks.com, coupon code LesHang. L E Z H A N G. <laughs> Don't you wish Pride Month would never end? LesHang. I feel like we should just start with what do we like about the representation in Bly Manor. So, Kristen, why don't you start since you are our resident Bly Manor expert?
0: So, one of the things I really liked about the representation is that the characters are older. Um, I liked that Danny didn't like she knew kind of what was going on, but she didn't come to terms with her sexuality until a lot later. Um, she struggled with combat, like right up to like almost the last possible second to get out of it. (laughs) And she, you just you don't see that a lot. Um, I see a lot of shows where the representation is like teenagers or like maybe college students, but like Danny has been a teacher for nine years at that point. I just like that they're like basically they're in their late twenties, early thirties, and Danny's just now coming to terms with her sexuality, and then she like fully commits to it. Like she's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. She's been telling herself just to keep waiting, you know. Just keep putting it off. Like, you can do it. You can just keep going in this pattern. It's all you know. You know, it's what's expected of you. And she breaks out of that, which is very hard to do when you're so stuck in it. Especially, like, she lives in the South. You know, like, she lives in a culture that just isn't accepting. It's the 80s. It's just, it's not a good time to be gay. Like, our timing couldn't be worse. (laughs) Like, so... I just think that it's great that she she decides to do that for herself and to get away and that she allows herself to to love Jamie because that's a big struggle for her. Like, that isn't easy to do to, when you're in that spot. And I thought it was nice to see, like, a visual representation of Compat. I've never seen that before. Like, I don't think I, there's another example where, like, Compat actually follows someone around as, like, a little ghost. It's,
4: it's also, so, like, it's... It's not just having like a, you know, embodiment of compet. I also love that in a show in a show where like I feel like a lot of straight people watch it and don't know what they're signing up for. I love having a representation of Comphet that is like a literal horror. Like, here is a horrifying, scary ghost man like, clingy, weird, possessive, sh- like, glowy-eyed nightmare creature that represents, like, Comp head. Because it's, like,
0: as yes. It's how it actually feels, to be honest. Yeah, it is. And
4: it's, like, I actually don't think that I have ever seen such a really visceral embodiment of it that feels so right (laughs) it feels so right to be like yes here is this like unshakable nagging specter of men (laughs) true (laughs) of men and how you should be attracted to them just looming over breathing down your neck like
0: Grabbing onto you physically I mean it's just It's like And it only shows up Every time she thinks about Another woman mm -hmm. Sees Jamie Like it doesn't come up Unless she's doing something gay, basically. I mean, like, that's not she has true. A gay he, thought, he comes up like, other bam. times, like she sees him when the car
4: drives by and stuff. There's some other triggers, but like, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, she sees him some other times, but it's a lot of it happens when she's yes. having like a gay moment. But it it, it is do cool like to be the-
4: able to point to that in a way that like I feel like. You could you could show straight people like the first few episodes until Deadman like disappears and just be like that. (laughs) That's what it's (laughs) like. Like that's what Comp Het feels feels like. like, Is there is just this thing breathing over your shoulder all the time that you're constantly aware of and you can't get rid of until you decide to like step beyond it and say like it's okay. (laughs) Until you make that decision it is always there. It is following you around. Mm-hmm. It is eating at you. It is, like, worming its way around your brain and it is always there being, like, but also, like, but you're straight, right? Like, but you're still straight, though. But, like, but, like, it's... But you're supposed but to be straight. Yeah, it's... You're it supposed be to do this. You know this. that, right? Like, it sh- you should be straight. You do know.
0: My favorite thing is that Danny's, like, I I thought I wanted it. I wanted to want it. Because yes. that's, like, I've never related to something so much in Like I've never seen it on TV. Like I've never actually seen a representation that's like spoken to like my own experience in that way, because like I dealt with combat for a large portion of my life. And it was just kind of amazing to see it like that because she just says it in just such clear words that it's just like, that's exactly what it is. Like you you want to want it, you want to be like quote normal or whatever everybody else seems to want you to be. you want to be what society wants you to be, yeah, and you know you try your best for as many years as you can hack it, but eventually you know,
1: yeah, eventually I, you can't do it I love to, and this is like such a low such a low bar, but that she chooses to get out of that relationship. Before mm-hmm. she starts a relationship with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't Surprise! Cheat. I know we've talked about this she many times, cheat. but it's like <laughs> she chose like she was miserable in her relationship and she, she didn't cheat. She chose to leave. And obviously she still has the guilt of choosing to leave. Like...
4: Okay, but but I'm going to say, like, yes, and I agree, but also as one of the few times where we get to see someone, like, make that choice and then have it immediately get turned back around on them, like, so horribly, so traumatically,
0: and I'm just like... I thought it was uh, very traumatic. They made her coming out so traumatic, like, she finally stood up for herself, she finally said, this is who I am and this is what I want, and then the person who's supposed to be her very best friend since she was a little kid and has been like literally asking her to marry him since they were 10 is like f you like i hate you how dare you do this to me like as if it's even about him and then like has the audacity to go get hit (laughs) by a truck like in front of her while she's like right there how dare you sir come on like (laughs) come on like she just came out she's so fragile right now like she doesn't need that her
4: face in that moment i'm just like it is Oh, God, it is so gutting. So I, I'm with you, Ellie. I agree. But I do have to say, like, God, they, they did not really let her have a moment
1: there. <laughs> well, and that is the thing, too, where, like, I do, I don't, I wouldn't be like, this is a shining example of perfect representation because I disagree.
0: But also like she didn't cheat, so I True. mean there's That's why story. I'm <laughs> saying like
1: it's a low bar. <laughs> I'm like it's such a fucking low bar. Why?
0: The bar. Um, the bar is on the ground. Yeah.
1: And and too like this was written by a man, right? The entire show. There is still I feel like men are present a lot in More the narrative because be. I mean because like it can be both good and bad of like okay yeah, Compet is terrifying and horrific. However, like he's still there, right? Like I we, wish they'd
0: spent a little less episodes on it. Like yes. I wish that they had done it, but that maybe it had gotten over sooner. Mm-hmm. Like if that part could have just been done sooner, that would have been. Yeah, that and been that's nice. what
1: like a lot of the articles I was reading were like, they gave him so much time. Like Edmund mm-hmm. gave, got so much time, got so much backstory, got so much stuff. And like for what? And like why. <laughs> yeah. Like, I too. Like, who
0: even cares about him? We don't. Does anyone actually care about him? We don't. Even the straights don't care about him, (laughs) I don't think. I doubt it. We don't. The Straights are too busy simping for Owen. Like, there's no way they care about Edmund.
1: They don't. Well, and don't.
0: and look, let's let's give Mike Flanagan credit because I will say, like, yes,
4: sure, a straight guy wrote this and and Hill House, but I'm gonna say we need that, like, the the tick the TikTok audio of like bye, wife energy. He's got yes. by wife energy, <laughs> right?
1: Like True. I, I
4: will say that like there are there are ways in which I will say we we can well we can and will nitpick certain things, but like it is a it is a beautiful love story he that did, centers he the, these two women, story. right? Like at its core, *Blind Manor is a love story, and it's a yeah. love story about it's a lesbian. It's a lesbian love story, love story and core. like I'm still I'm still here for that, like regardless of. Of a lot of other things, and regardless of, like, whether people disagree about the ending or not, like, I'm still Mm -hmm. here for it,
1: so. I agree. Let's talk about the ending. (laughs) This is, like, a tricky thing to navigate because it is technically Bury Your Gaze. However, we're in a horror story.
4: is it, though? Because here's the thing. But is it? Here's the thing. Bury Your Gaze as a trope is... Instead of developing your characters or giving them real endings, you kill them off when you don't know what to do with them. And I, I will say, in terms of that trope, it is not that. It is not. Bury but isn't your it? Gaze. Wait. It but is, isn't
1: it also you kill your gays when they're happy? Uh no. I no think no, it's no that not usually no, like they have I think one moment addition- yeah because it's like they have one moment of like pure happiness. And then they die. Yeah, but die. that's, like,
0: at, that's like in those cases where, like, they literally have just had sex for the first time. And, and then, then they all die. of a sudden, oh, look, they're dead. I, um,
1: because that's what it is with, like, Tara. And, Tara and isn't that what it's was with Klexa?
0: Yes. And, like, that's what happened. Well, no, it's just that they wrote them of. out yeah. that yeah. way. They, just got they got were just like, your story died. ends here.
4: You know? And, like... And did it need to happen? Because that's—it's the same argument we've had with Tara but, and Willow before. Is like, did Tara need to die to precipitate the events that that you know happened? Like, I they could have done it. I a they could have sure, but like, can this story end a different way?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: I think the thing about this story is that it's based on. So because it's based on the book, like I think they just kind of followed the script, you know, like the in the book like the au pair i'm i'm pretty sure died like she she was always going to die and the thing about it is like they were originally going to have a male actor be the gardener so like they weren't really planning on like making anyone gay initially i don't think and then they threw that in so like it's not like they went into this and were like, "Let's kill right. off a gay." That would yes. be fun. Yeah, and that's yes. and like, that's why I'll give them. I will give them the
4: pass for killing her.
0: <laughs> I'll give them. I'll give also, them the pass on it because one thing that I think is very important about Danny's death is that Danny chose it. She had full agency at that moment. She said. I am not going to let them kill me. I'm not going to let the lady in the lake have her way. I'm not going to let her make me make these horrible, do these horrible things that I'm going to regret. I am going to go and take myself and deal with it when I know the time is ready. And Danny like got to have agency in that decision. And I think in every other example of barrier gaze, there's no agency. You're just shot. Like you're dead now. Danny like actually had it, she knew the whole time what to expect really. And she dealt with that and it was, but she also got 13 years of love and, and happiness and, and life uh, living as her truest self and like having that life with Jamie. And then she chose, she said, this is, this is the time I can't wait any longer. I can't put Jamie at risk anymore. And, and I just, I think it's very important that Again, a kind of like in the same concept of like possession, taking away your agency. Like she took a little bit of herself back from Violet in a way in order to make that decision and in order to be in charge of her own Well, death. and
4: let's let's talk about Viola, because here's the other thing that I think you have to do with this show is you have to contrast, there's three couples, right? There's three couples in Bly Manor mm. of note, really. Um, we skipped over the stories for the other two, so if you haven't seen the show, go watch it, come back. We have Jamie and Danny, we have Hannah and Owen, and we have Rebecca and Peter, right? And Mm -hmm. there's so many interesting ways that the three couples contrast with each other, because obviously there's this whole question of possession, right? Like, is it love? Is it possession? You have Rebecca and Peter who are just like toxic all around, (laughs) just all bad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all bad, all toxic, all possession all the time. Like, I need to possess you so badly that like I will literally kill you so that you can't leave me and have a life
0: that without me extremely like, messed up not
4: the best peter not the best then you have hannah and owen right which like also so pure so loving love them so much and yet so unfulfilled like so so doomed Really, uh,
0: sad to- just sad right like there's that contrast it's so sad that she just they never tell each other. They never like really get there. They like they act it and they feel it, but they don't really quite They get there. don't. And then there's
4: also the other comparison that I think is really interesting is once you bring in, right, cuz we talked about how Deadmond is a different kind of ghost in this show, right? Like yeah. Deadmond's like the comp spectre ghost. The other ghosts are more real literal things like
0: like, literal that, ghosts that are tangible yeah that
4: interact with you that are real that are like almost tangible in the space and the other contrast that i think is interesting is you have three couples one of them two ghosts one of them one ghost <laughs> one of them zero ghosts until possessed, later on until possessed the end where you get <laughs> possessed by a ghost right and so there's also like this weird way that like this whole question of mortality and possession kind of factor into play, you know, where it's like you have these two ghosts who, like, just want to own each other. <laughs> you have, like, the this one ghost and one person where, like, one of them is still, like, Hannah, in a lot of ways, is still just holding on to
0: Owen. I think she's so tethered to Owen, that's why she doesn't yes. leave at first. which, like... like- that's the only thing keeping. But her which there. does kind of beg the question like, isn't that a type of possession?
4: Like, that she, until she is released, like, she is holding on to Owen and she is holding him there she to is. her, you know? Which, like, I love their love story and I, I love that, the, like, their little coupling, but, like, that is possession, you know? And then you have, like, this just held aloft little beacon of, like, look, it's love, and it's love that, like, even when this, you know, like fucking ghost gets in the way and is like, I will possess everything because I am Viola and I have been wronged. And you're just like, oh, Jesus, like, let it go. But...
1: <laughs> Get over, <Violet. laughs> over it. it. several
0: hundred years, Viola. Come on now.
4: You know what's so funny, though? As someone with, like, a lot of um Sicilian family who can, like, hold grudges, like, beyond death, like, I feel <laughs> represented... <laughs> in this show because I'm like you would still be mad like 300 yeah (laughs) like that's my family like they'll literally like they will hate beyond death like that is that is how they roll in Sicily I don't know dude so it's like (laughs) that's how they roll in Sicily it's like it there it is and she's just like nope 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 like that is not what this is and I refuse to let it be that and I don't know I just I find it I just think it's a really fascinating show, and I'm willing to give them the pass for, like, the story that they were telling and the comparisons that they are putting out there, and I just, I like it. I like it.
0: (laughs) I remembered another thing I wanted to say. I think that, also, another thing that Bly Manor does that I don't see a lot in mainstream representation, like, shows that are really not just for us, but, like, made- for the Straits, really and made for just anyone is that they made the narrator, Jamie. So like the narrator and the person, the entire story, like the, the lens you see the story through is a lesbian. And the main character that she, the sto- the person whose story she says she's telling is Danny's story. So it's her. And then the main character, like the narrator and the main character are both lesbians on this mainstream show that everybody can see and i just think that's so awesome like these like 30 something power couple boss lesbians with their little flower shop in vermont just like
1: well and that's one of the big things that i love about it too is like the domesticity of it right because like Mm -hmm. we don't we don't really get like just like a lesbian couple who's like Like, comfortable and happy if you take comfortable and happy that's possible what
0: if you take out the ghosts, they would have no drama in their relationship. Their relationship's just, like, a normal, ordinary, married, dom- domestic situation, you know? Like, they're just happy and in love. Like, they have their little flower shop, they have their little life together, and there's nothing— they so nice. They're not, there's no drama, there's no cheating, there's no, like— other woman or anything? There's nothing. There's going no on. other like, man. There's, just, there's, there's there's no, there's no drama randomly. at all except for like all those
4: fucking ghosts, man. Like, god damn it.
0: Yeah, like all those all those ghosts just had the audacity to be there and be possessing her. it's just, If they wasn't there, it'd be just be a nice little lesbian. Well, I guess it would just be Imagine Me and
1: You. <laughs> well, except less <laughs> drama. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Because even Imagine Me and You has a lot of drama. Um. Let's talk a little bit about the mar- about the marry your gays cuz we do get a proposal. Mm-hmm. We do get a marriage. I
0: thought it was sweet that they did that because like all of us grew up during that time period where gay marriage wasn't a thing and I remember how exciting it was when civil unions became legalized and I remember like prior to civil unions existing as a thing. And so I just think it's really cool to see that represented because I know, like, a lot of the younger, like, the kids in the fandom, like, they weren't around really for that. So they've never really known entirely what that's like. Yeah. And I just thought it was nice to see, like, as a person who came out, like, well before um, (laughs) gay marriage became legal and, like, just a couple of years after civil unions became a thing in a couple of states i thought it was really nice to like see that on screen and see like how they were so committed to each other like even though they knew they like technically couldn't be in like all the ways that that a heterosexual couple yeah
4: well and because it's so real like that is a real piece of our our history you know and it is funny it's like it's funny to me to watch shows like this now and to realize like yeah like like my kids will grow up, they'll think it's and you normal and right, and like, and and, right, and, like, and, and we'll either. have to like you know watch shows with stuff like this and be like, well, when your mom and I got married, like it wasn't legal mm-hmm. either. <laughs> you know, it's like we're gonna be those like weird crotchety <laughs> old people like back in my day, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice. They.
0: Well, yeah, they do a nice job of the younger people. They don't know. Like I was like talking to some of the younger fandom members. I've talked to them before and they don't they either don't really know that much about like the 80s and the AIDS crisis. They don't really know like what implications that had for being a lesbian at that time and for how that would have impacted Danny and like maybe why it was so much harder for her struggling with compet. Maybe why it took her so much longer. They they don't know that stuff. They don't really recognize it or realize exactly what it was like yeah so i think
1: it's nice when shows you know show parts of our history like that i agree and also just like the fact that it is so like wholesome and sweet of like how the proposal happens of like i do not care like i literally like just me and you having these rings is enough for me what i
0: think is great is that danny went a large portion of her life caring so much about what society thought of her and like wanting to do everything that like was proper that she was like expected and supposed to do and when she makes that speech she says I don't care that we can't do this like I don't care that society says no essentially like she has gotten to the point where she's so confident and so happy in her relationship with Jamie and so fulfilled that she can say you know what Screw that. I don't care about that. We have each other. That's enough for me. And I think that's so beautiful because that like she came all the way around on her
1: on her journey with her sexuality. It's so beautiful. Let's talk about the timeline as we're talking about marriage, because it was like tricky to figure out. But I think I sort of it was figured it out <laughs> from Googling some things. Um, and I think you did as well, Kristen. I think so. So I believe so. It. Somebody online said they thinks that they thought they were together for 13 years, or at least they got their civil union 13 years after they started dating. Because civil unions were legalized in Vermont in 2000. In 2000. And they started their relationship in 1987. So what else did you right. find about our timelines here?
0: So my thought was they got together in 1987 and Flora was eight at the time. When we see them in the Owens restaurant celebrating that they're getting married and celebrating that Danny had proposed, Flora is 17. So, I mean, as far as I can tell with math, that's nine years, right? So they've been together nine years when Danny proposes. (laughs) I'm not real good at math because I'm gay, but (laughs) it's been nine years. And so they had like a good amount of time, like, before Danny started really going downhill and then 9 years in she proposes they go and celebrate it and then that would be like around 1996 97 and then they have a couple more years then before before civil unions are are a thing and then they would get that in 2000 and then it's kind of iffy like does she die that same year, it feels like she does.
1: It feels pretty quick from there.
0: I think she does. Yeah. Although, what but I love about doing
1: the
4: timeline that way is that means that, like, we're supposed to pretend that Jamie looked like Amelia Eve for like 15 years <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> overnight, <laughs> <That> <laughs> overnight, actually... like, morphed into <laughs> Carla Gugino. So, like, great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like there she literally—it's at least seven years, in it's seven if she years died after in she died. Only
0: seven years, so somehow Jamie went from looking like Amelia Eve to looking like Carla Gugino in seven years. Yeah, yeah,
1: years. <laughs> the, I feel like they tried. They put like a few gray streaks in her hair, like in like yeah, when, in the scenes where she's like by the tub. But I'm like, no, this is not right.
0: <laughs> she Jamie had started going gray, but like that's not the same
1: as as changing your whole did. face
0: <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there because it makes me laugh that's all
1: <laughs> it is it's also like you literally couldn't I, I, have just great. like yeah it, they're not that much older
0: they could have aged up Amelia Eve but but then we wouldn't have had Carla Gugino and we love Carla Gugino so like I'd like that she's there I mean she looks sexy as hell but like she doesn't Really look. Like I mean, Jamie, no, but like, but, but same fine. thing
4: for Owen, right? Like, Owen looks like that, for yeah, <laughs> for fifteen years, yeah, and then Owen suddenly looks, is like this so, yeah. tiny old, uh, tiny old man at the wedding, and you're like, okay.
0: So they see Owen in 1996 in the restaurant, right? And he looks like yeah. Owen, and then in 2007 he somehow looks like yeah. that, like
1: what? How okay? <laughs> so let's do an age thing. How old are they supposed to be in 2007? Fifty.
4: Well. Yeah, maybe, right? Because if they're supposed to be, if we think they're all maybe. kind of 30s, maybe early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. I think and Danny was
0: like, so I, I knew this because I had Danny's resume at one point <laughs> and I had looked at it, but I can't like quite remember. But she said she was a teacher for nine years. So she would have had to go to school, yeah. right? And then like become a teacher. So like, say she's like 28, probably to be a teacher for nine years. If you like start at like 21, like, that's the minimum that she could be.
1: She would have to be 31, like 30, if she was a teacher for nine years. Well, you, feel you like, could have you done, like, a, school a student around,
4: teaching, like, like, some teaching right, yeah, program. Yeah, like, minimum. minimum. I'm I don't saying, think like, there was yeah. as
0: much education required back then either. Like, nowadays, you probably need, like, a freaking master's, but, like, back then, like, you didn't need as much education, I don't think, to become a teacher,
1: so true so yeah i'm gonna
0: say i mean at the absolute like low
4: end she could be like 28 29 sure
1: okay so then this is like 30 years later mom
0: left i know jamie's mom left their family in 1967 and this is a random piece of information that i remember from the monologue and so she left in 1967 jamie was apparently like around eight when that happened because she was taking care of mikey and so if she was 8 in 1967 I like can't do math She's so I don't 20, actually know what that means but they're 28 in 1987
4: yeah Everyone yeah. everyone has turned off the podcast already they're like please stop doing numbers. <laughs> they don't
1: care I've got care all those, <laughs> But basically it's been 20 years they're 50 they're like 50ish Yeah and I feel like they made them like I don't know why they needed Carla Guggeno's hair to be so gray. They were like, she's 75. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, listen. They they make her like Okay, so that's our timeline. Bottom line is, when we talk about representation, we do have a lesbian love story that lasts for 13 years. Which is sort of the point of, like, the moonflower stuff, right? Where we're like, oh, I wish they had more time. But that's actually a lot of time. And it is, like... What we're beautiful, t- because it's temper like
0: it, it, the beauty is in the mortality of it, Stop exactly it. the beauty is in the mortality <laughs> of this. this is
1: actually pretty- excess- pretty long relationship,
0: yeah, I mean because the truth is, like Jamie says in the diner, like one day at a time is all anybody's got when you get down to it, like we all don't know like. Sure, like maybe it's a little more pressing for Danny, but it's like that for people with all sorts of different illnesses and living with like mental illness, living with different chronic disabilities, and then even just illnesses that, you know, come out of nowhere like cancer. Like there are things that just happen. You don't know how much time you have with someone. So honestly, like everyone has that same problem. Like it's very relatable, like regardless of whether you're possessed by a ghost or not. Like at some point, you know, your happiness is going, at some point, you're going to die. And at some point when you're married, like, one of you will die first. I mean, unless you're in the notebook and you both somehow die at the same exact time. And turn into birds. (laughs) And turn into birds. So, like, since that didn't happen, (laughs) yes, you know, I still think it's, it's, it's beautiful because 13 years where they truly were dedicated to each other, they loved each other, and they continue to love each other even after Danny's gone. And I, I think that that's really beautiful. I
1: agree. It's a beautiful, beautiful lesbian love story. And that's why we have to do a Less Central's on it.
0: And write a rude are, song about it.
1: <laughs> get ready. It's so mean. Are we ready for our Q&K? You guys gay? are
4: going to sob. Uh, I think we're ready. Q. 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 And. and, and, and gay. gay. Okay, are you ready? Question one. Yes. Are
0: you more of a Jamie or a Danny? I want so badly to be like Jamie, but I know that. I'm more like I Danny. mean, that's
4: I think that's true for all of us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no.
0: <laughs> Ellie's no? like,
4: look at my shirt right now. Look at me. I'm a Jamie.
1: Come on. I can pull off Poppins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look, I can't keep a plant alive and I I had so much compa I just can't be as cool as Jamie. I, I just can't.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, ready question number 2. What okay. was the scariest moment in Bly Manor? A, the doll-faced boy. B, Peter's death. C, Viola grabs Danny. Or D, compulsory heterosexuality.
0: Oh, that's obviously compulsory heterosexuality. That thing's terrifying. a nightmare. Friggin' nightmares. Terrifying. Nightmares for a compulsory heterosexuality. I can't even say it. It's so scary. So true. <laughs> terrifying. Right?
4: It's
1: I'm going to start terrifying. telling my
4: kids uh, ghost stories about it.
0: <laughs> Question
4: three What would be your blind Manor job? A, cook. B, gardener,
0: C, au pair, or D, housekeeper? I feel like I could see myself, I'm not very, I, I think I'm okay at cooking, but I don't think I would be the cook. I also can't keep plants alive, so I can't be the gardener, even though I desperately want to. And I worked in a, a, a floral flower shop for like one semester in college and like did flower arranging, but I still think probably au pair would be, would be better Fair enough for me.
1: All right, question number four: who is the real bad guy in Bly Minor? A, Viola, B, Peter, C, Perdita or D? Mike Flanagan?
0: <laughs> First of all, it's Mike Flanagan because he filmed that scene where Danny and ja- where Jamie wakes up when Danny's leaving, and we don't get to see it.
1: So you're right it's mike flanagan robbing us of that sex scene
0: no it's not a sex scene it's where danny and well we were robbed of that but when danny's leaving like instead of leaving a note she like well before leaving a note there's supposed to be a scene where where jamie wakes up in the middle of the night and sees that danny's trying to leave and like catches her and like stops her and they have this whole emotional discussion and then they like sob and hold each other and like it's a whole thing and, and we missed
1: it. You know, we want that. We want lesbians to prefer the sobbing more I than the sex scene. I want that
0: feelings, You know, I didn't have enough feels already. I need um, more. But
4: speaking <laughs> of Ellie, question five, our final question Did Blime Manor need a sex scene, yes or no? Oh, God. I.
0: <laughs> You're really going to make <laughs> me answer this. Look, the thing is. I'm going to say yes, because I just, wanted, I just want there, to see there's one. There's no wrong answer in the q and game, <laughs> But the Kristen. correct
1: answer is yes. It
0: didn't technically need one. <laughs> Does it need one? No. But, like, do we want one? Yes. And don't lie to me, people listening, because I know you wanted one, We too. all wanted one.
1: We all wanted one. Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at LessHangoutPod. Kristen, thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking about Bly Manner. Yes,
0: thank you for having me. I am so excited about
1: being here. Where can our listeners find you on social media? I am
0: all over the place. Um, you can find me at uh, Princess Cocoa Puffs on Instagram or at negative underscore purple on Twitter. And those are the places where I am the most. Or you can find me <laughs> just, you know, behind the scenes at the Les Hangout. <laughs>
1: Are there any (laughs) projects coming up that you want to talk about?
0: Yes. uh, Well, you know, I've been working a lot uh, behind the scenes on Les Hangouts Porch Pride 2021 that's coming up on June 5th. And we have a lot of exciting things that are going to be going on for that. Very, very excited to, to get more information out there about that soon and to see everyone and so that we can have the loudest, proudest, Gayest pride you ever seen on
1: your screens. Yes, we will. Thank you so much, Kristen, for hanging out with us. You're the best. Yay, I love you guys. We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And we want to shout out Emily Brewer, who messaged us on Instagram and said that they're a new listener binging all of our episodes we love to hear when somebody's just going through our entire catalog hopefully you get to this episode emily hi um and they're also working on an illustration of pelsa which makes me really happy Send it incredible to us. We also want to shout out Natalia, who
4: reached out on Instagram as well and wanted to send us a less Central suggestion to cover The Handmaiden, which is definitely on our list. Don't worry. So hopefully we will get to it maybe in season five. Who knows? Who knows
1: knows what awaits us on the other side of season five? (laughs) And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock-Tamora,
4: Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Tara Gleason, and Lizette Stye. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Shen, and Evelyn Smith.
1: We love all our patrons. Thank you so much. And if you're wanting to spend more time with us over the summer, the best way to do that is to join our Patreon and hang out with us on our Discord. We want to see you there. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod.
4: You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com
1: or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com.
4: Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new
1: episodes as soon as they go up, starting in September for season five. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Flame. Just look up The Flame, an original podcast musical, and you'll find it on every podcasting app.
4: We also have a YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe there to get any new videos we put up. You can find it at youtube.com slash
1: leshangoutpod. If you want to support the podcast, the best thing to do is rate and review us. We love to read what you have to say.
4: You can find our Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. And as we said, it's a great place to join our Discord, hang out, do some game nights. We have all sorts of good stuff, and it will help us make future seasons of the
1: podcast. If you want to support us making more musicals, which you know we really want to do, you can do that at bit.ly slash the flame Patreon. We will have some fun behind the scenes content and some exclusive stuff just for our Flame patrons at bit.ly slash the Flame Patreon. If you want to check out our merch, we will still have
4: all of our designs available all through the hiatus. So if you miss us and you just need to wrap yourself in some Les Hangout designs, like a nice warm sweatshirt giving you a hug, that's
1: okay. You can find them at bit.ly slash Les Shop. That was so convincing. I'm going to get a sweatshirt. (laughs) If you want to find us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. This episode of Les Hangout is sponsored by Bold Strokes Books, where LGBTQ characters are always the stars of their stories. For listeners of the show, through June 30th, Bold Strokes Books is offering 20% off any one ebook when you go to Boldstrokesbooks.com and check out with the coupon code Les Hang in all capital letters. That's 20% off an ebook at Boldstrokesbooks.com, coupon code leshang", Les Hang.
3: L-E-Z-H-A-N-G. Les
1: I was run, run, running, but he kept
3: on coming, wouldn't let me escape from the nightmare we'd made